morning, y'all. It's great to see you. Wow, that's so nice when you say good morning back. That's amazing. Y'all, we got the holidays coming up. It's, it's going to be great. Time with family. Family's such a blessing sometimes. No, I love my family. Um, hey, real quick, worship was just so powerful, right? Yeah. Did y'all feel the presence of the Lord? Oh, my goodness. Wow, so powerful. But, yeah, back, back to my family. Um, growing up, I thought, I thought me and my brother were invincible, okay? And I, I have stories to tell. So we were actually talking about this not too long ago last weekend. But he's older than me and far more daring, far more adventurous. And he would dare me to do all kinds of stuff. And for some reason, I would always give in. I'm like, man, if you, if you challenge my pride or like my manhood, I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And so uh, that was the first bone I ever broke was a dare that he, uh, that he dared me to do. Anyways, it's a long story, but yeah, I, I just remember like whether it was um, motorcycle riding, uh, dirt bike riding, four-wheeler riding, climbing, we had, we had trees next to a pond. If you have trees next to a pond, and you beg your parents for a trampoline, that's three, recipe, that's three ingredients for a disaster. Listen, we would jump out of the trees, land on the trampoline, and shoot into the pond. I didn't make it one time. Anyway, so, but it was him. It was his fault. Anyways, it's okay. It's all right. But there was something in me that craved that adventure. You know what I'm saying? And he would always like dare me to do something, and I'm like, okay, let's do it. I, I loved the adventure of it. And then when I gave my life to the Lord, that got intensified. Cause now it's like, you're worthy of it all. Let me step out and try something crazy anyways. So that got intensified and it, and it led to me reading scripture and just going like, all right, God, let, let's see what happens. And so I saw some incredible things happen. And, and what, I, what I learned is to live with expectation. Has anybody ever been there before? Like living with expectations, like, like God's gonna do something today. Like it's gonna be amazing. And so I lived like this and, and I started to realize, looking back, the adventure faded and something else took over. It was hunger for God. Hunger for God took over. I started reading the Bible and scripture was coming alive, jumping off the pages. In my prayer time, it's like, I can't see you right now, God, but I feel so incredibly close to you right now. Has anybody ever been there before? Like, just like this hungry for the Lord, this hunger for the Lord, and it just took over me. And so I, I, got, some, I got some stories with that now. Um, in ministry school, I lived with 13 other guys, yes, 13 other guys. It was crazy. We were poor. We just all got in one house and shared rent together. It was great. And we would watch, we'd have movies night, movie nights like Gladiator. Man, we would, we lived close to Walmart. So we would walk to Walmart sometimes, get like the snacks, cookies, popcorn, all just the guys dream, like Friday or Christian guys dream, like, like movies and like Coca-Cola, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we're talking about here. Gladiator was great, loved it. 
And, but I remember being so hungry for the Lord where I would take moments and just like go to my room, shut the door. I would have to put on headphones because they were so incredibly loud, so incredibly loud. And I would just get on my face in my room before the Lord and I would just seek him. I, I let that hunger for me, I, I let that hunger for the Lord drive me to seek him even more, not settling at where I've been, but continuing to seek him further. And something happened always. He provided more. And I'm like, this built trust within me to every time I step out, he's going to do something. Even, even if it doesn't turn out like I expect it to, he's going to do something in me or in this moment. And so I, I remember one night, like laying on my face, praying before the Lord and, um, God sent me, he, he told me, get up. You're about to have a ministry moment. Again, we live close to Walmart. God sent me to the ministry field of Walmart. It's a dangerous place, folks. It's a dangerous place. God sent me to the ministry field of Walmart, which was like 30 seconds away. And on the way, I'm just praying, and I met all kinds. This happened multiple times when I would meet all kinds of people. I would pray for people, even like it's dark and sketchy people on the streets and then in Walmart and people are blown away when you stop their day, their time and just say, hey, I, can I pray for you? People are rocked back, just shocked that you, first of all, acknowledge their existence and second of all, actually wanted to share something you have and that's, that's that expectation, that's that faith in the Lord. Saw God do incredible things and um, we, we went to, Brazil, we went to many, many different places, but Jade and I, while we were dating, we went to Brazil on a mission trip. If you ever want to know about someone before you get married, sign up for a mission trip. It'll make it or break it real fast. Like, and right after that, it's like, okay, we should just get married. Cause like this, we're, yeah, we're still here. But on this mission trip, um, we actually, we actually, in Brazil, they, they have what's called favelas. It's like slums that, um, just tough places. And we'd go door to door. Um, we'd go door to door just ministering to people, just saying, do you need prayer? Do you know Jesus? All these things, incredible moments. Um, literally, while we're walking in, drug lords are on walkie-talkies. Keep, we have to have permission to be in. They're keeping track of us, so we're not doing anything that they don't agree with. Anyways, it's crazy. And... But on this mission trip to Brazil, it was back to back to back to back to back nights. It wasn't one of those like, like just, hey, we're gonna go to the beach this day. And then, no, no, every, when you woke up, you ate breakfast as fast as you could. You went to minister on the streets and at nights we'd go to churches. It was, it was actually really awesome. I was exhausted and I started to come to the end of me, but here we are, we're still going, we're still ministering. And one night, I remember this. We prayed for so many people, and uh, I actually saw, or not saw, but the guy told me, I started to pray for his ear. It was very muffled, his hearing, and it actually started to come back, not all the way, but this guy starts being able to hear clearer and clearer and clearer, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, it's better, it's better. I don't know, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, this worked. Like, we can actually pray and see stuff happen. It was amazing, and... And 
during the day, they would actually invite people. They would go minister out on the streets and invite people to the churches at night. And so people from all walks of life would come into the churches and uh, we'd minister to them and preach the gospel. It was awesome. And one night we're praying for tons of people, just our ministry team. And uh, something really, really cool happened that, that marked me forever. And um, this super tall, like burly gentleman, like walked in young man. And um, he goes straight to a girl who's on our team. And he, he's clearly got some identity issues. He's, he's got makeup on, all, all kinds of things. And, and but he, he was drawn by the kindness and the love of Jesus into this place. So, so one of the girls starts ministering to him and um, she, she looks back and, and she's like, Jess, could you come join me? And so I get to this guy and all of a sudden, I just feel the love of the father for him. And so again, he's towering over me and I just put my hand on his shoulder and through the translator, I just start telling him, God loves you so much. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He is a father. He knows you more than anyone, and yet he loves you more than anyone. He has a plan for your life, a purpose for your life. It'll cost everything. That song we just sang, Worthy of It All, that's real. It, it'll cost everything, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. I'm telling you, tears are flowing from the sky through the translator. He's talking and he's hearing me and tears are flowing. There's makeup everywhere. But in this moment, I'm just like, whoa, this guy's meeting Jesus right now. And so we share, I share the gospel with him. And I'm like, do you want to know this God? Do you want to give your life to him? Again, it'll cost you everything, but it's always, always worth it. And he nods his head, yes. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I turn around and I find the pastor, the, the lead pastor over the thing and I wave him over. And I'm like, hey, he just gave his life to the Lord. And I look at him and I'm like, this is your spiritual father now. Listen to him, you cover him. And he's like, I got it, Jess, I got it. And there and then he got plugged into the church, saved, life transformed forever. It was an amazing moment. And even, but it, it didn't stop there. That night I went to sleep and the most powerful experience I had with God happened. Um, again, the days were long. I was exhausted. So I, I just go straight to my room and fall on the bed, pass out. And we bunk together like guys bunk with guys, girls bunk with guys. So everybody had a roommate. What'd I say? Guys bunk with guys, girls bunk with girls. Very important. Thank you for catching me. Goodness gracious. We're having church today. Okay, so I pass out. My roommate, he's like up, and um, I, I end up passing out anyways. And God wakes me up. Before I share this, let me give you some backstory. I've seen God, I've seen people experience God in incredible, incredible ways those hungry people for the Lord, when they step out, when they ask God, I wanna experience you for myself, not just watch other people experience you. He does it, he meets them. And so I'm like, God, I, I've seen all kinds of people experience you, 
I've seen people get healed, but there's something in me just saying like, God, would you show me that you're real? I don't have anything I need prayer for other than like, just show me you're there. Hello, like I wanna experience you more than just head knowledge. I wanna know you. And so I had been praying this for a long time, but this night I wasn't expecting it. There was no music playing there. I, wasn't, I didn't even have my Bible open. I'm laying in bed, passed out, and at 3 a.m., I'm woken up by the presence of God. It's like peace that is overwhelming. And not only that, it's like when your leg falls asleep, but from head to toe, I could not move. Like electricity going through my body, but at the same time, it's like I'm experiencing overwhelming joy, overwhelming peace, and all I can say is I am experiencing God. Oh my gosh, and it's wild. And at the same time, I'm, I'm, again, my bed is this way, it's a little twin bed. My roommate's on the other side and he's sleeping like below a window. This is gonna make sense in a second. And so I just see the silhouette pop out of bed and I see him in the you know frame of the window, his silhouette, and he's just doing this. And I'm like, I can't even speak, can't even move my head at this moment. I'm just literally overwhelmed by the presence of God. At the same moment, he pops up and I, I finally, I'm trying to talk and I get his name out and he's like, what? And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I felt the presence of God. I just wanted to, wanted to pray and experience this moment. And I was like, me too. And that moment did something in me. First of all, there were two witnesses to that encounter. It was amazing. I, we experienced God in that moment so much that it affected both of us, which was incredible. And, but it did something in me. It built trust in me to reach for more of God. And it continued that feeling, that desire to expect something from God every day. It's not like we get saved and God's like, good luck. God's like, take my hand, I will lead you, let's go. I have a plan, I have a purpose, I have things I wanna show you. I, I don't wanna just get you into heaven, I wanna transform you along the way. Come on. I, I just, just wanna see who I'm talking to. Has anybody ever had a physical experience with the Lord? Can't explain nothing like that? Yeah, whoa, a lot of hands, great. For those of you who have, for those of you who haven't, for those of you who haven't, hang on. God, I've been there, I've been there, I've been there. For those of you who have, both of you, there's more. There's so much more. Our God doesn't just provide physical things. He provides what we need in the depths of our soul, that peace that surpasses what you can even understand. Our God provides more than just you can even ask for. In that moment, I was asleep. I, there was no worship music playing. He just, boom, at the right time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was incredible. Scripture came alive. My prayer time was like, felt like I was just so close to the Lord. When we have those experiences, it, it's almost like a refreshing that comes and you just see God shifts your perspective. Hmm. Each moment with God 
through prayer or reading the word was coming alive, or even those moments you can't explain like we talked about, I experienced God. I have to reference my notes. I'm the most scatterbrained person ever, so just if you see me reading, that's for your benefit and mine. Each time we experience God, it builds trust in us, and that trust comes with expectation, expectation that God is going to do something he will provide. I wanna touch on Matthew, sorry, not Matthew, Mark chapter six, verse 30. You can turn to your Bibles if you'd like to. This is where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And I'm just gonna touch on it a little bit. We won't go through and read the whole thing. But while while you're opening your Bibles, if you're following along, I'll, I'll give you some, I'll take the first part of it. Jesus and the disciples, they've been ministering for a while. So they're trying to get away. And they actually get on a boat and try to, just take a break, just get in the middle of nowhere, ship off in the water, set sail for a little bit, and they're heading to the other side of this body of water. And people are so hungry for Jesus, they're searching for him, they're looking for him, and they see him get on the boat and ship off. And so they go around, and they're telling other people, hey, Jesus, he just got in a boat and he's heading that way. And let me read. In uh, verse 12, sorry, not 12 miles, terrible. Verse 32 said, so they left by boat. We're talking about Jesus and the disciples for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. I'm reading out of the NLT, by the way. Again, this is Mark chapter six, verse 32. And and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped out from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. They were so hungry for the Lord, excuse me, they ran from their towns. They they ran from their homes, their lives. They ran from the comfort of what they knew, the comfort of their own home. And they said, "I, I don't even have time to pack a lunch. I'm going after Jesus. Whatever the cost, he's worthy of it all. I'm going after Jesus. They left what they were doing, everything. Could have been job, could have been something they were working on. They left everything to run after Jesus and they got there before him and then Jesus starts teaching them. He starts actually feeding that spiritual hunger they had. He starts meeting that need that they have, that they ran, They were in search of maybe just a good message, a good teaching, some more understanding. Maybe they were just searching for their miracle. Maybe they were just trying to figure out if this guy is the Messiah or if he is crazy. Either way, they left everything running after Jesus. They left their comfort to pursue Christ. And then, as we know, it's called the feeding of the 5,000. He doesn't just feed them spiritually, he feeds them physically more than enough because stuff was, there was food left over. Jesus feeds them spiritually and physically more than they even needed. Miracles happen, restoration happens when we seek the Lord. Let me ask you this. What would happen today if a group of people, uh, maybe about this size, 
was so hungry for the Lord that they would abandon what they know, that they would abandon comfort, that they would abandon their schedule, that they would, abandon, that they would shift things around and just say, I'm going after Jesus. He is God provider. He's got what I need. It could be peace. It could be whatever. I'm going after Jesus. What would that look like? What would that look like if a group of people was just so hungry for the Lord, they relentlessly pursued him? Miracles happen when people go after Jesus. Inside and outside. He is the God who provides. And as we run after him, we start, we start getting changed along the way. He starts shifting us along the way. Yes, yes, we are saved. But as we continue to seek after him, he's like, I have so much more to provide for you. He has so much more to provide for you. What would it look like for a group of hungry people to run after the Lord? What would it look like if we were more hungry for God than for food, than for comfort, than what we can plan out or set an end date to? What would it look like for us to run after God? We, uh, we make really good excuses of not to do something. And I am one of those people. I, I was always a procrastinator. I still have to like discipline myself to not procrastinate. But what if you were the guy in that moment? I just want to think about this. The, the people leave their towns, the people leave their homes, things like this, to seek after Jesus in this moment. What if there was a guy who was like, listen, I'm busy, okay? Y'all go, y'all tell me what happened and um, just share with me on the way back. There, what if there was a guy who had a legitimate excuse like, I'm busy, I just got a new job, I got a project to finish, I gotta bring my kid to t-ball practice, like this is serious, man, my calendar. Like, what, what, what if there was someone who made an excuse and actually missed out on the blessing of receiving from Jesus? I do that, we do that. So many times in our lives, we make, we make excuses for what? For comfort, for what we know, for, for our schedules, for things. Schedules are important. But you know what I'm talking about? Like those moments where it's like, you could either scroll your phone or, or seek the Lord and just like, Step out in expectation, what's God gonna do today? I mean, literally, we watch so much TV, so much TV. Me and Jade, okay, listen, with this holiday stuff coming on, Jade's got Hallmark playing 24 seven. This is just a disclaimer. I am overall, I don't like Hallmarks, but there's a few of them that are good. But I really love Gladiator, so just like, just remember that when you think of me. What does it say, what does he say? What we do in this lifetime will echo in eternity. I love that, that is just the best. But whether it's TV or whatever excuse we have, 
oftentimes it's in the name of comfort. Why would I take time to pray? I'm tired, man. Like I got a lot going on. But listen, there's something about comfort. Comfort has a current. The more you give into it, the more it kind of leads you somewhere. And you wake up one day and you don't even know how you got there. Take it from a formal product, former prodigal son, literally, like you can hear Jonah and the whale a thousand times and still like when you give in to comfort the enemy, whatever it is, it, it can still lead you away from your purpose, from your identity, from the life God created for you. Comfort has a current. I'm not saying don't receive blessing from the Lord. If God is blessing you, that's amazing. But in blessing, we can still even seek the Lord. He has more and more and more and more. Remember the feeding of the 5,000, there was food left over. Jesus is still alive, still teaching, still spiritually feeding us. There is more and more and more. Being a husband, a father, a kid's pastor, a real estate agent, the, the, it goes on, the list goes on. I can find a million reasons to be busy. But every now and then I just feel a, I just feel a check in my spirit and God's like, hey, are we gonna settle over there? Or are you gonna come on? Like, I got things to show you, we got things to do. We got people to see. Not only are we gonna bless people, but I wanna shape you along the way. Are you gonna settle right here? Or are you gonna keep coming, dude? Let's go, let's go. Hmm. Something happens when we settle at a level of understanding. When we're just like, ah, I've made it this far, I feel good. Like, I, I've had my spiritual questions answered. I'm fine. Like, I, I got my life put together for the most part. You know, I'm still a work in progress, you know what we say. I'm pretty good. I'm just gonna settle right here. And God's like, hey, where'd you go? Let's go. I love Brady and Charles' story. God's like, stay on my wheel. When they're talking about cycling, there's something happens. God's like, hey, stay with me. Let's go, let's go. I have more to show you. But we settle like, ah, actually, God, I... I had my questions answered right here. I'm fine. You go without me. I'll catch up. No, we do that. We do that. But something happens when we settle at a level of understanding. I want to touch on Mark chapter 9, verse 14. I'm going to paraphrase it so you don't have to read with me. You can if you want to. Something happens when we settle at a level of understanding. The disciples have been able, this time, okay, so, the disciples are following Jesus, and Jesus actually gives them authority to perform miracles, authority to do works in Jesus' name. So they have this authority, but one moment stops them. They, they can't cast out this demon. Specifically, it was a demon and a boy. And they're unable to cast out this demon, and they're like, they look at Jesus, he, he comes, and, and they're like, hey, it ain't working. Like, we did what you told us to do, but this one's not working. Jesus then says this. He says in Mark uh, 9, 
in Mark chapter nine, verse 29, he says, this kind can only come out in prayer. King James says prayer and fasting. This kind can only come out in prayer and fasting. And then Jesus cast out the demon. Something that's really easy to miss happened. Jesus is like, this kind can only come out in prayer and fasting. And then boom, he's like, he did not go away and pray and fast. In that moment, he was already so connected with the Lord. He was already walking with the Lord, fasting, seeking, praying already, that in that moment, he had the connection, the faith to go out right now. Something happens when we settle at a level of understanding and it's kind of a ceiling for us where God's like, hey, I have so much more to show you. I wanna, I want you to step out in this moment what we just said, like, ah, Jesus, I can't do it. That It's too much. Where he's like, no, no, seek me in prayer and fasting and I will show you, I will reveal to you. Don't settle, keep coming. Prayer and fasting keeps us in a place of depending on God. Listen to this where we tap into his capability beyond ours. This is where Jess finishes and then God takes over from there. Prayer and fasting, we're depending on him and his strength, his power, he takes over. We're operating on his capability, not ours. I can tell you this, Jess really doesn't like to public speak a lot. Just, just to be here, I'm operating on his. <laughs> oh, we tap into his capability beyond ours. Listen, when we're relying on him, it's, it's uncomfortable to be in that place, but he provides. When we step out, when we seek him, when we rely on him, like, God, I'm gonna step out in faith. And when we reach out, he provides. We serve a God who provides, a God who provides a purpose, a life, mission, transformation, renewing. Remember that verse, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That all comes in seeking him, stepping out, relying on him, and as we rely on him, we tap into his capability beyond ours. Fasting is terrible. It is not fun. It is not fun. I love food so much. You guys don't even know. I love food so much. Um, we were talking about the pizza thing. Brady talked about the pizza thing. I'm the one who goes and is like, I, I, you know what? I'm, Dave Ramsey's gonna be proud of me. I'm not gonna spend this much, too much money at this restaurant. And I'm, I'm just gonna get a little bit. And then Jade orders something and I'm like, I want it. Like I'm the mooch. Like I, I want the, anyways, I'm the biggest foodie in the world. That doesn't matter. So fasting for me is like, it's a sacrifice, okay? And even every now and then, I'll even check coffee. Like God, I'm gonna fast food. I'm gonna fast coffee. I'm gonna embrace the three-day headache. No one look at me. No one talk to me. Just get away because I have to like, Get out of this. But again, something happens. It's that, what I was talking about earlier, 
I feel so close to him once the headache goes away. I feel so close to the Lord. My prayer time with him, it's like, oh my God, you are right here. My worship with him, I can actually say you are worthy of it all with conviction. Like, no, 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 I will give up anything for you. My life is yours. You can do what you will with it. And in that place, we tap into his capability beyond ours. Fasting frees us from ourselves, from our own capability. We're, we're, tapping, we're tapping into him. And, and I've been challenged recently. Again, I can find a million excuses, but I've been challenged lately to seek the Lord, to go back to those moments of, of being on my face in prayer, reading scripture, worshiping, giving it all, turning off the TV sometimes at night. Seriously, I came in the other night and Jade had the TV off and she was reading a book. She ended up falling asleep. It was really funny, but really fast. But I got to stay up and just pray because she took initiative and turned the TV off and I just had such an awesome moment with the Lord. Reach out for him. He will provide. Watch the miracles happen. Watch the transformation happen. Watch the, the mind shift happen. And start living with some expectation like, oh, God's going to do something today. <laughs>